Hi, I'm James, and this is James Explores the New Mutants, an issue-by-issue exploration of Marvel's comic book series, The New Mutants. Welcome to episode number 22, entitled Teamwork Makes the Dream Work, in which I'll be examining issue number 20, entitled Badlands. Who's going to win in a slugfest, the new mutants or the demon bear? Stay tuned and find out after this message. Let's quickly review our creative team. Obviously, it's pretty much the same since the Zinkevich era started. It's, it's remained the same. We have Claremont writing, Bill Zinkevich doing the art. There is no, no one else. It's just him doing all the artwork for the book. Uh, Orzechewski is the letter, Glynis Wynn is the colorist, and Senti has continues as the editor of the uh, X-Men titles. And then we have Jim Shooter. But there's this, in this issue, uh, on this two-page spread that we see uh, our creative team listed, I believe the lettering in this, uh, on this spread was all... On this page, at least for uh, the creative team here, um, it was done by Zinkevich and not Orzechewski. That's my guess. I, I don't know that for sure. It is my guess. Um, and under Jim Shooter's name, it says, The editor, who is much taller and coincidentally chief. Um, I think that note was something that... Uh, that Zinkevich threw into this page uh, on his own. Um, but nevertheless, uh, that, that's our creative team for this issue. And uh, we'll, we'll dive right into the concluding chapter of The Demon Bear Saga, entitled Badlands. So our very first page of this issue, it gives us a four-panel quick review of what has happened in the last two issues. We see uh, through those four panels in the art of Zinkevich, um, black images, and, and it, it's very much uh, set as though it's a, fl- a flashback, a quick review. And, and through those panels, you get some imagery of uh, Danny fighting the bear, um, her being... Uh, hooked up to some machines and in dire straits, doctors working over and the dare, the demon bear attacking the new mutants. And throughout these four panels, we're getting narration, of course, from Chris Claremont. Uh, and <clears throat> that's, that's our introduction to, uh, to this, uh, first third issue, um, the concluding chapter. Um, the next, the next page is a, a gorgeous, I mean, a stunningly beautiful uh, uh, two-page spread, and uh, it's magnificent. And and we get this amazingly grid uh, up in the left-hand corner, um, and it says, Darkness descends, a view from 20,000 feet. Uh, black areas represent areas of land consumed by demon bear's shadow. And this is this is where the demon bear has teleported the new mutants in 
Uh, on the other page, the other side of this two-page splash, uh, two-page spread, we see uh, the demon bear, um, and he, uh, it, this this black mass is roar, appears to be roaring, and above him we see two figures, black, uh, Tom Corsi and uh, Freelander, um, are are under his sway, and we see a sphere, and in that sphere is the operating room with Danny. And and apparently the only thing that's protecting it still is Ileana's uh, perfect, pr- protective magic, her hers, her wards. Uh, it's the only thing that's keeping the bear from destroying and reaching Danny. Um, and uh, where where they're at is is where the demon it's it's his it's the demon bear's uh home world it's it's its homeland another dimension um and it's a, it's a, it's it's the midwest it it looks like the midwest or the west uh it, it reminds me very much of when i see this it, i i i automatically think of um Eastern Wyoming, uh, along the South Dakota border, near Devil's Tower. That's what this reminds me of. Uh, the grasslands out there, the rolling hills. It looks as though in the distance there's some uh, uh, pine trees. Um, so, yeah, it looks like where the prairie meets the, the, the forests uh, in, the, in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. That's what it reminds me of. It almost looks as though uh, along the horizon there's a giant tower uh, which would be Devil's Tower. Um, that's what I see when I look at this page. I don't think that's what he was going for. I, I guess I don't know whether he was going for that or not. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter where it is or what it's supposed to represent. It is a pristine landscape prior to uh, Europeans coming to America. That's what this represents. A pure, uh, very uh, virgin land, if you will. Um <clears throat> Anyways, below this giant bear are the new mutants, and they're and they're very small com- in comparison, very small. Uh, and it's magma, sunspot, uh, cannonball, magic, and wolfsbane. And Danny is still on the operating room table. Um, and that's that's what we see on this two-page spread. And and I'm gonna try to make sure I throw this up in the on the Facebook page. Uh, so that people can see this this stunning this stunning two page spread, uh, and that's where our story picks up. And and we see, you know, the new mutants are trying to figure out exactly what's going on. You know, they're, they're taking account. They see that Danny's in that sphere. Uh, that the the bear is still trying to you know reach her, um, and that's a bridge. But that sphere is the bridge between. The, the world where Danny's at and, and the, the world that the new mutants are from and the demon bear's world. And they see that the two figures above and next to the sphere are Nurse Freelander and Tom Officer Corsi. Um, and uh, they're really not so sure what to do. Uh, Rain demands, you know, Rain, sorry, is, is concerned that... You know, they're putting a lot of trust in Ileana, who's a demon herself, uh, and she's no different. And in Rain's opinion, then, uh, and this is what Rain's thinking to herself: that Ileana is no different than the bear. 
Uh, and Ileana is explaining to them because they all want her to use her magic to do something. And, she, and she's like not sure. Her, what she tells them uh, is that her powers, are, her sorcerer's powers are limited back home. Uh, but this this realm where they're at is mostly magic. And so she's going to, she'll do her best to try to, you know, to to fight the bear here. Um and and as they're trying to get their bearings, you know the bear the bear isn't gonna wait. He this this beast this demon this whatever this is is not gonna wait for them to figure out and get their footing here. And it lashes out. It one claw stabs through. Uh, one one of its sets of claws stabs Officer Tom Corsi. The other rips into um, <clears throat> Nurse Freelander, and both are distorted into native demonic creatures uh they're wearing native american what what i would argue is stereotypical native american garb uh of generic you know generic movie type uh clothing um if you will of you know what you'd see in a western um and but their faces uh tom corsi's is turned black and it looks as though it's got one giant eye one small eye and the teeth are jagged and you can't really see any other definition other than that and nurse freelander's face is almost made into that of a skeleton um and by doing this, he's corrupted. By ramming his claws through them, he's corrupted their souls. He's distorted them, and now they're going to fight on alongside the demon bear. Um, and and Sam he reacts before Ileana can tell him not to, and he he ignites his blasting power. He rockets into the bear, sending the bear careening across the ground, just driving it across the floor, the earth. Um, and this panel is so amazing. It's the first time we've seen anything like this. It's so dynamic and explosive, and it really looks as though like Cannonball is a force to be reckoned with here. And it's through the art of Zinkevich that we're getting this this action. And what we're seeing is this explosion from behind the New Mutants as as he ignites his powers and then rockets into the bear and the bear's like being pushed across the ground R- earth is being pushed up behind him it's it's stunning um <clears throat> and you know this should have just destroyed the bear but because it's a demon because it's in this magical realm because it's magic itself um it really doesn't and uh the other the two demons Corsi and Nurse Freelander who've been Corrupted are now attacking the new mutants. Ileana uses her her magic and uh, tries to like bind these two demons and uh, um and and Sam is quickly knocked away by uh, by the bear. Uh, swats him away as he's regrouped and trying to make another assault on the bear, um, sending Sam crashing into the earth um, and. What we get on this next page is this that same grid where we're seeing um what is happening here uh with with the the, the bear's uh land or uh, with this badlands area more and more dark splotches are turning up on this grid system more and more of the land is being corrupted by the demon bear uh 
Ileana is trying to bang one of the one of the uh Anne or uh <clears throat> one of the demons. Um but uh it, it it's able to break free of her spell because what is happening is more and more area is becoming overrun by the bare shadow as more of it turns dark and black and turns to night it grows stronger the demon bear grows stronger and thus it's corrupted two corrupted allies Corsi and Freelander also grow stronger and the and Corsi breaks hold of breaks out of Ileana's uh, uh binding and Freelander and Freelander splasts a lightning bolt at Roberto's feet um well the new mutants are tied up with fighting Freelander and Corsi the bear launch attacks again the the sphere where we see Danny on the operating table. He rips into it, uh, and this causes Ileana great pain. Um, and it's really kind of a cool thing, because we see from the doctors, to a certain degree from the doctor's point of view, and inside the sphere, in that operating room, we see the claws rip away the wall, and there's Roberto in the <clears throat> Badlands area. And the doctor's aren't really sure what to make of it. One of them thinks he saw something. The others are like, you're just tired, but we, we got to do this. This kid's in dire straits. We got to save her. If we're in, we have to keep working. If, if we don't, you know, she's going to, she'll die. Um, and Ileana's struggling now because each time that sphere is struck, <clears throat> part of her soul is what's protecting it. She's taken part of her soul to create the protection that is now encompassing that sphere and, and protecting Danny in, in that operating room. And if every time it's struck, she feels the pain and that bear just keeps getting stronger and stronger. So each blow is taking more and more from her. Uh, <clears throat> Sam is struck by the lightning bolt uh, from uh, Freelander. Um, R- Roberto... Uh, knocks <clears throat> Amara out of the side to the side she's shooting lava at these uh two demons she's launching a lava blast at um <clears throat> Tom Corsi and and Roberto doesn't want her to he's worried that he's going she's going to kill him you know he tells her that they're innocent that we can't harm them you know like that's that's we're not villains they're not villains they're not responsible for their actions and she fires back that, you know, it's either them or us at this point. Like, th- we're getting our clocks cleaned right now. We, we've we got to even the odds. And, you know, this, we've got to make a choice. <clears throat> you know, and Roberto's like, you know, you, 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 that's not, you know, we we can't do that. That's not right. Like, we have a choice. And that and Corsi and Miss Freelander, they're they've done nothing. They have no choice. We have to make a choice because we have that ability. And before they can finish their disagreement, Corsi, uh this this demonic version of him who had a lasso, <clears throat> uh insert snares Roberto in it. And begins spinning him around in the air. Like just wet, wail, uh, spinning him above his head, and he throws him into one of the demon bear's shadow, or before, you know, tosses him basically into one of the demon bear's shadow, and uh, he slams into the ground. You know that the bur- the 
hitting the ground was is is you know painful obviously because he's not invulnerable and now he's in this dark shadow of the demon bear and it's cold and it, it's he's gonna end up losing his strength remember Roberto's power comes from the sun and he'll he takes the solar energy he metabolizes that and turns in that allows him to turn his sunspot it grants him the, the strength and therefore sitting in this dark shadow he is he's a sitting duck and so he realizes you know he's got to get out of this before he's deprived of any you know he loses his strength um and before he can get out he is grabbed by Anne Freelander's uh, demonic version of herself, um, and he he's begin and, and she is able to start draining the solar energy from his body, and and eventually he was reverted to his his human form, um, and Rain leaps into action now. She's in her wolf form. She leaps at uh, Anne Freelander, knocking her to the ground, and Roberto's now freed, uh, and. <clears throat> uh, she's, you know, the two are ready to do battle, Rain in her wolf form, and Anne Freelander, uh, the demonic form of her, she's pulls a bow, just appears from nowhere, and she draws an arrow, you know, slings an arrow, and is ready to, you know, basically kill Rain at this point, and she's interrupted by Magma, uh, who is then blasted by... Um, by the demon um and shortly after she's shot by you know struck by um Tom Corsi's character from behind we we see the bear is on top of her and he jams his claws through magma um and obviously this begins to distort and corrupt magma now and Ileana's had enough uh, she pulls her soul sword as the demon swings at her and just swats the demon's hand back, and it does immense damage to the creature. She then <clears throat> goes to Magma and jams her soul sword into Magma's chest. Sam sees this and is just distraught, right? He rockets into Ileana, sending her flying across the ground, you know, screaming, you killed her. You know, and, and saying, Rain had you pegged from the start. You, you know, witch, Lord forgive me for not listening to her. The evil side of you ta has taken over. Girl, you figured this was the time I, to show your true colors, to join up with your own kind, you know. And, <clears throat> you know, he he stops rocketing. Ileana's left, you know, bruised and, you know, just completely... Uh, discombobulated and we see more of that silver armor it's covering most of her body at this point because she's been rocketed across the ground and that armor it saved her life she's been protected from the damage that would should have occurred uh and her, we see that her costume's been torn she, you know she tells us she informs us through thought bubbles that her her costume's just in ribbons at this point you know, she's trying to collect herself, and Amara's just outraged. She's yelling at Sam, who's <clears throat> looking towards Ileana, you know, telling him, you know, what, you're a fool, you're, what have you done? Uh, and he's like, well, Ileana stabbed you. And <clears throat> Amara points out to him that he's an idiot, that she saved his life. The demon bear had possessed her, enslaved her, 
soul until Ileana ex ex exercised her from the beast, from the evil of the beast with her soul sword. You'd have seen that, Sam, had you paused, had you thought before you acted. Instead, you did the bear's work for it. You know, and the bear uh, is just roaring in triumph at this point. And we see another picture of that grid system, and it's almost all black at this point. Um, most of this area is completely dark, completely overwrought with darkness. The shadow of the demon bear has completely corrupted almost this entire virgin landscape. Um, and, and what they're figuring out is that uh, once he has this this completely overrun with his dark shadow, with the demon bear's dark shadow, once it's completely consumed this environment, it will have the strength to then finish off Danny. So they have to figure out something quick. Otherwise, you know, Danny's as good as gone. So are they. Um, so they're getting ready for their last last stand here. And Ileana's been thinking, um, how are they going to figure this? You know, what are they going to do? You know, they know that something, that that for some reason the demon bear is afraid of Danny, but they don't know why. And that's it. You know, Ileana goes to Rain and says, "You, she, Rain, you have to, you have to, like, you have to figure out what Dan you you got to use your rapport your psychic rapport and figure out why Danny is why the bear is afraid of Danny what what is it about Danny that is terrified the bear and we need that information without it the bear is going to kill her you know it's going to kill us it's going to do whatever it's going to do and Rain's like you know if I do that if I if I connect with if I if she, if I if she connects with with Danny again, she's afraid that it'll kill her this time. And that's what Ileana's like, well, you know, without that information, the bear is going to kill her anyways. And it's going to kill us. And <clears throat> that's just the beginning. The rest of the world will be consumed as well. The bear will conquer Earth. He'll come after our own. And we're the only things standing in his way. We don't have a choice, Rain. Danny's life versus everyone else's in the world. And Rain says, that's not fair. And they point, and Ileana points out, well, if, if Danny was here, you know, she would say, it doesn't matter. We have to do this, you know, that I was right. And she does. She reaches out and uses her psychic rapport. She apologizes to, <clears throat> to Danny and uh, reaches out to figure out the answer to why the demon bear is afraid of her. So as Rain is reaching out to try to get the answers, the demon bear launches his assault, uh, assault against that sphere again, striking it just viciously. And Ileana screams again. She drops to the ground. You know, every time that sphere is struck, it does her, she feels the pain. It's, it's, when she drops to her knees, she is in dire straits. Her clothing's ripped and shredded. She's in immense pain at this point. And the and the demons begin circling Ileana because she is the main threat. And Ileana sees the demons coming and doesn't know that there's anything she can really do about it. Here, you know, she realizes it's coming to finish her off. And there's Amara. And this is such a great panel. Like, it, this is when this team is, like, 
finally really coming together. Like all these new members are now part of the team. They're all working in concert and we're going to see that as this, as this issue concludes. Amara stands there and she says, we stand or we fa- fall together, sorceress, as comrades should miss, you know, and she, she, you know, has this, she, you know, makes this lava eruption, uh, forces the, the demon to, to divert its, uh, trajectory away from, uh, away from Ileana. And Roberto is able to smash it though, sending it, you know, crashing into the ground. Um, the other demon is quickly taken, taken out by, uh, Sam as he rockets, uh, into the demon, knocking it, uh, knocking it out, uh, out, out of the fight, um, and, and preventing it from its sneak attack it was going to make on Roberto, uh, in range, she now has the answer as, uh, she's informs her teammates, but Corsi, the, the demon that Roberto, Roberto had smoked, uh, had smashed and sent flying is back on its feet and knocks rain in the head again. And this is like a running trope, a running gag that happens apparently to rain and only to rain. She is struck in the head like all the time and knocked out. Um, and she is laying on the ground. Um, and Ileana intervenes. She jabs her sword into Tom Corsi, the demon Tom Corsi's chest, um, and pulls it free. And the demon is then, uh, you know, it, it wipes the demon. It, it removes the corruption from from uh, from Tom Corsi's soul, just as it had Amara's. But Tom Corsi, instead of being turned back into the white cop that he was, is still remains a Native American. Uh, you know, but that's not something I have time to worry about at this point. Um, she goes, uh, Ileana goes to rain and, uh, rains like, you know, you, just like Amara, you, you, you've, you've healed, uh, that Indian as well. Uh, and she continues, you know, saying that Danny was the knowledge, ours, the power, the mutants acting as a team. It must be cut to its heart and soul. And, that's enough. That's what Ileana needed. She she's gonna do this. You know, she thinks they can do this. And her she she tells um Amara that the demons flinched every time she used her lava you know, heat, her lava blasts or fire. And and you know, she figures that they're probably vulnerable to fire and, and Amara uh yeah, is on it. She she blasts uh, lava blasts at the feet of this giant demon bear, and I love the eyes because it's so telling. It is the bear is is uh, taken aback. You know, is is fearful. It's the first. You know, there have been its eyes depict its fear, right? And I love that in this panel. You can really tell that it's it's you know not cowering, but it is uh, definitely. Uh, knocked back on its heels and and terrified of the fire uh and it it catches on fire and it begins to flee um and Ileana says you know yells to Sam that you know he she he needs to get her to that bear it's running and if, if it gets away you know all will be lost and it's 
you know, just burst into flames at this point, and it's fleeing from them, and Sam does. He rockets them both towards the bear, and Ileana is able to, with her uh, her sword, you know, just slice down the center of the bear to its heart, uh, cutting it in half, essentially. And this, this page is stunning because we see the bear cut in half, white light, blue background, and just it looks as though the bear is like beginning to just break apart like uh fade into the surrounding environment as though it were nothing darkness as the white light just penetrates through it completely is rendered rendered in half and we see two figures stepping out from the the, the fracturing, breaking up of this giant demon bear. Uh, and we find the new mutants all in the hospital. They're all worse for the wear, but they're alive. And they're back outside the, 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 the ER. Everything seems peaceful. And Amara says, perhaps it wasn't anything more than a dream. And Ileana's thinking to herself, you know, what happened to her? That the armor, you know, she's really concerned about. Uh, you know, is that, you know, that armor was born of her sorcery, but does that mean it's good or bad? Like, she doesn't know. Um, and they, Rain notices the two, <clears throat> Officer Corsi and Anne Freelander, Nurse Freelander, they're, they're both laying next to each other on the ground. <clears throat> They're not demons anymore, but but they have not returned to themselves. There's there's still Native Americans, um, and we see two Native Americans standing before the group of Dumunes out there, and uh, the one and he's and and the the man, male speaks. He says he's afraid that's the way they're going to remain. Their bodies were uh, shaped before they were possessed. The the bear shaped them to be Native Americans before he possessed them. And <clears throat> well well Native well Ileana was able to pres- drive out the demonic nature, he, he, the the original enchantment was not broken. It didn't affect that original enchantment. Uh it's gonna be a vicious reminder while well, you defeated the bear you've a long way to go before challenging the evil that spawned it uh <clears throat> and you know sam's like well you know how how do you know <laughs> you know who are you people we and and the gentleman says you know we were the bear until you freed us and the door breaks is busted open by a doctor and you know he comes out and he's like what's going on out here you know this is a hospital not grand central station and uh this is the gentleman that that's been telling them feeling kind of connecting the dots for for everyone uh filling in the blanks the stuff we didn't know uh tells the doctor he's william lone star this is my wife peggy uh peg our daughter daniel is your patient how is she? And, you know, he tells them, you know, she's as well as you can expect. Uh, well, and, and he says, well, you know, 
speak freely. These are our classmates and our best friends. They have a right to know the truth just as much as, you know, any of us. And the doctor tells him he wishes that he had happier news. Uh, but there's, you know, barring un, uh, unforeseen complications, your daughter will live, but she'll be totally paralyzed. Um, and, you know, Rain, she's broken up by this. You know, that's horrible. Don't, you know, and then they get a mind call from Professor Xavier. Don't despair, Rain. Um, and he's calling to them. He's telling them, through your collective thoughts and memories, children, I am aware of all that has transpired and have taken steps to remedy the situation. And I love the way this concludes so freaking much because the solution to the problem of Daniel's paralyzation, one, I love that like there are real consequences for what happens to these these kids, to to the characters in in Claremont's run in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 80s, right? Like, they're not inhuman. They get knocked through a wall. If you don't have a healing factor, you're going to feel it. You might be broken. You might actually suffer, you know, damage from that. And uh, that's what happened to Danny. And we've seen that time at other times, too, where, like, there are significant... Da- they They can get hurt. Like, these characters are not, like, invulnerable. They... There are threats to their life, right? We saw John Proudstar die. We've seen characters suffer. Uh, and, and that's not something new with Claremont's writing. So here lies Daniel Moonstar suffering a consequence and uh, because she's not invulnerable, right? And, and, you know, she can sustain immense damage and that's to be expected. Anyways... Uh, and now we have a guest appearance of Storm. And you might be like, why is Storm showing up in the book? Well, at this point in X-Men chronology, she is uh, the leader of the Morlocks. And there's this gentleman uh, down in the Morlock tunnels called the Healer. And you guessed it, his ability is to heal. He can heal people of uh, trauma and damage. And that's what he does here. He heals Danny. Uh, and it took significant effort to do so, but he is able to uh, make it so Danny's going to be able to walk again. Um, and, you know, I really, really enjoy this. Uh, and, it, you know, uh, that's that's what he does. He he uh, makes it so, like I said, Danny can walk, walk again. Uh, it took a lot out of him. Um, And then, you know, as she's laying there getting told, you know, everything's going to be all right. You're eventually, with time, you're going to learn to walk. You're going to be able to run, dance, climb, ride, everything. And she's just, you know, of course she's overjoyed. She's crying, tears rolling down the side of her cheek, you know. And then she asks, what about the bear? And her parents step in. That particular night bear is gone, Daniel, darling, forever. And she's stunned, right? Obviously, she thought her parents were dead. And, you know, she says, I know that voice. And it's it's her parents. And she's just just overwhelmed um, with joy. Um, you know, and, and they explain kind of what happened, that they weren't killed. Uh, they tried to... It was a foul corruption. They fought as best they could, but they weren't able to uh, resist it. 
Um, and and they were in anguish, and and whatever was had caused this enjoyed their suffering. Um, you know, and she wants to know what it was and what was behind it and why. Um, but we don't really get that answer from her father. Um, you know, and, and we pick up in a conversation the new mutants are having with Xavier. Uh, and he's asked the same question of Xavier. And he he doesn't know himself. He wished he knew. But uh, the occult is not his field. Um, and... William, even though we're blood brothers, has not been forthcom- very forthcoming. Uh, and <clears throat> uh, Amara asks, you know, what about Officer Corsi and Nurse Freelander? You know, and the answer is basically that he's going to have uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Master of the Mister Ar- Mystic Arts, look into this to try to figure out, you know, if if anything can be done about those two and, and try to figure out more about what happened with Danny's parents and the demon bear. And if this is this threat still is something that they'll have to face. Um, and Ilianus, you know, informs everyone, you know, there's no spells on them uh, for her soul sword to break. Uh, she, she's, she tells them, you know, that there's really nothing that they can do. They've done everything they can, and uh, it's going to have to be up to somebody else. And, you know, we get kind of, you know, the moral of the story here uh, from Xavier at this point. You know, he tells them uh, every battle, every victory exacts a price. Occasionally, though, we wish it otherwise from innocence. And he tells them there's nothing for them to be ashamed of. They've saved lives and souls and possibly our entire world. You fought well as individuals and as a team. And I, for one, am very proud. And, you know, for for a character, Xavier, for a character who has time and time and time and time again told them, you know, he's not trying to train them to be mutants, uh, the X-Men. He's not wanting them to take the X-Men's place. Event, you know, that is where they are headed. Um, whether it's through their own uh, need to try to learn to control their abilities or through their own tragic uh, backstories, like they are headed towards that, right? We see that with Ileana's character. She has traumatic past that continues to boil up. We see that here with Danny's character, traumatic past that's boiling up. And the lack of control of their powers and the desire to learn to control their powers has made them targets for groups, whether Xavier wants them to be or not. And they're also, you know, struggling with preventing, like, not creating problems that didn't exist in the first place to a certain degree. Like, the Sentinels attack, there's damage caused to to the to the mall or uh right when they're trying to help stevie with that stalker kid like every time they engage their powers every time they use their powers somebody's noticing somebody's taking account um so that so they're not 
they're not just there to learn to use their powers. They're put in situations quite often that require them to act as though they're a mutant team. And that's what Xavier has said time and time again. He's not trying to have them be. Um, but circumstances seem to lead them that way. Um, so it's, it's, it's as though be, they're being groomed. Uh, it's as though they're being groomed. Um, but that's the Demon Bear saga. Danny's parents are rescued through her own actions, her, her actions and her teammates' actions from the Demon Bear, right, from the possession uh, there's some thought too that um, I've read somewhere that that potentially the the demon bear was intending to be linked to the adversary, the forge villain, who uh, also uh, has a run in with Storm. Um, I think you could easily tie this all into uh, uh, the Shadow King as well, um, and we know that later in the '80s. Claremont was trying to build the Shadow King to be a giant bad guy. Uh, So it would have been interesting to kind of see what this might have turned out to be had Claremont uh, stayed on the New Mutants, or even if he would have stayed on the X titles into the 90s, where this story arc might have gone, what this dark, uh, dark being, uh, the Demon Bear, and what force was behind it, what that might have turned out to be had Claremont uh, been able to continue to um, or been able to come back to the story arc and and tie it up. Um, Yeah, so Danny, she's going to have run-ins later with, uh, in in like X-Force, I don't even know what volume, but we're talking like the uh, later, later X-Force issues. Um, she's going to have run-ins with the demon bear. We're not talking about that here today. Um, we're just dealing with the very first incarnation of the demon bear and, and, and the work Claremont and Sienkiewicz did. Uh, that being said, we've really wrapped up this story. You know, uh, as I said, we've, we've had a pretty solid conclusion here. And, and what we're going to see, uh, going forward is, is this is the tone of the book moving forward. Much darker, much grittier, uh, much much more angst-driven, much more emotionally driven, in my in my view, in my estimate. And it's the artwork that allows that to happen, right? It is this artwork, it is Zinkevich's style that allows the story to be so uh, expressive, right, in emotion, and it lends a a, a palette for Claremont to paint with words, on which to paint with words. Uh, the two just meld beautifully together, I think. Uh, it's, it's stunning and wonderful to see these two uh, collaborate. And uh, I, I, I think it's the best stuff, easily. This, this Sienkiewicz-Claremont run is the best stuff, in my opinion, of the entire New Mutants run. There's plenty of good stuff to come, uh, but this is, this is my favorite part of it, for sure. Um, <clears throat> and... and uh, yeah, we're, we see what we see here, and I, and I don't think this can be overstated. Honestly, is is the New Mutants really gelling as a team in a way that I don't think that they have before? Really, everyone, uh, when they're stuck in this, uh, the Demon Bear's realm, uh, they play a role, they play a part, and they and they trust each other enough to 
to do their job and to do their job and not try to do someone else's. That to me is the essence of teamwork. I'm going to use an analogy from football to kind of explain this maybe. And if you don't watch football, I'm sorry, but I, I think of it like a defense. The, the final battle against the demon bear, I, I think of it like a defense, right? Um, an NFL defense. If all the defenders are taking care of their responsibilities, it's likely they're going to shut down any offensive run pretty successfully before it gains too much, too, too many yards. Once a defense starts to struggle, though, a player might try to take over and help out a teammate. And if you stray from your responsibilities, it allows for a big break and a big run. And that's that. That as ridiculous as this analogy might be, that's exactly what I saw there, right? We see Ileana trusting Amara, Amara trusting Ileana. We see Rain trusting Ileana. We see all of them trusting each other and helping each other so that they can achieve the goal of defeating the demon bear. The other thing that I think that's extremely important to notice, and, and something that they say that the Badlands, this Badlands area, the place that the demon bear has teleported the new mutants, right? It's his, it's a demon bear's realm. It's where it comes from. I have some, I don't know, just a curiosity. It, it leads me to this question, right? We see from Zinkevich's art and the grid that he puts up in the top corner that we see throughout the 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 comic the issue right we see that over time throughout the battle the demon bear's shadow encompasses more and more of the land and as it encompasses more and more of the land it becomes stronger and more powerful right so if this is where the demon bear exists normally why was it pure why was it pristine why was it not already corrupted by its taint by the taint of the demon bear, the corruption of its, of its, uh, uh, when it corrupted things, it went to darkness. It went turned black. It was evil, right? He he did, the the demon bear hadn't corrupted it yet. Why why did it wait? Why did it go there and corrupt? Why wasn't it already corrupting it? That's something that I find odd, because as it corrupted more of this virgin land, is it is it, uh spread its, uh, as it overwhelmed this area with its evil corruption, it became more powerful and in turn was stronger and harder to defeat. So if, if it could just take this land over and be powerful, why, why was that not done? I, it makes me just wonder if, if that is its native environment. Don't know. We don't really get that answer. And and as Xavier says, there's something that Danny's parents don't seem to want to divulge. So we don't know. And for once, for once, probably for the very first time, certainly in New Mutants, we see Xavier not invading somebody's mind to get the answers. Uh, another ironic twist. And I'm not trying to bash the story. I just it's it leads me to more questions, I guess. Uh, so if anybody's got answers or, or you know some some ideas as to what uh, what's going on here, and it might be something we'll we'll 
flesh out as we continue these art these through these issues uh but yeah if the demon bear could just corrupt and taint uh environments why did it not do so and if this is the home environment why hadn't it already done that it's just something that i find a little odd or maybe once the demon bear leaves the environment it removes the corruption i don't know that could be an easy super simple solution um but yeah uh, the team worked together, was very successful in defeating uh, their their first really massive threat. And again, I can't stress how important it is for these characters to suffer consequences, right? To take damage, to be harmed, to that the threat it, to their life is r- real, right? Because that's going to affect the story going forward. And we're going to see this time and time again when they're training, right? Where people with the power with with abilities that are non-combat oriented oftentimes don't get trained in the danger room oftentimes don't receive training whatsoever in combat their powers aren't used in that sense and therefore they don't need to train and the only you know we're going to see that moving forward and if if xavier was True to his statement that he didn't want to train them to over to become a, you know, to take the place of the X Men eventually, that would make sense, right? That you wouldn't, tr- if the if your mutant ability didn't affect your life negatively in a way that required you to have focus and some sort of tr- ability to control those uh, powers and and like also harness your body so that you don't hurt yourself when when using your abilities. Like, then there would be no reason to train in the danger room, and therefore it would only be necessary for the characters that their abilities were physical physical manifestations or, well, yeah, physical manifestations or much more combat re- relative, right, that they would need to hone their bodies and, and train to use their abilities in that sense, whereas certain other abilities wouldn't necessarily need to be trained in the danger room. They could be... Uh, worked with in other environments. Anyways, that being said, that's, like I said, the conclusion to the Demon Bear Saga. And and like I said, I love it. And, you know, we'll see what happens with this movie. Uh, For most of you, I'm sure, already know that there is a movie that Fox had put together um, called the based on the Demon Bear Saga. I've seen the trailer. You know, I'm intrigued. It's a horror film. You know, it's, it's a story that I think you know, translates well to the horror genre. Uh, and it does intrigue me that that's the route they're going to go. Uh, it is sitting done. There's been talk that it's in reshoots. There's all sorts of rumors. It might just go directly to video or whatever would be streaming, I guess, into like Netflix or something. I've also heard. So maybe Disney's just going to hold it off until they get their streaming service up and running and then put it there. I don't know. But you probably also are aware that, De- uh, that Disney now has the rights to all the X-Men stuff. They got it back from Fox. Um, So all the comic properties that Marvel owned that they'd sold off to these other companies are now back home. They're all under Disney. Disney either can, you know, there's, there's an ability to create new. So, you know, there's a, I think there's a chance that Disney says, you know, we're we're not going to continue with the New Mutants. We're not going to continue with this Dark Phoenix story that you t- you've got done, Fox. We're just going to shelf it and 
take these properties and do it ourselves. You know, and for my money, honestly, if I'm honest, if I'm brutally honest, yeah, I want to see, I want to see especially the New Mutants movie. I really, really do. You know, when I saw Days of Future and Past, I saw New Mutant characters on the big screen for the first time, and that was, you know, pretty awesome, pretty, pretty amazing. But overall, like, short of the first movie, like, helping, there are two movies, in my opinion, that really made superhero superhero movies possible and that's spider-man and that's the x-men the first x-men movie those really changed the environment they created an environment that allowed for something like the avengers to happen we are so far beyond those movies now that it's not even funny it's not even funny so for disney to put out something that's subpar and in my opinion for the most part the x-men franchise that fox had put together is subpar. It is not, in my opinion, I don't like it. I have not been impressed. And it was really easy for me to say, I'm going to boycott this stuff when Fox wasn't playing ball. When Marvel's putting out, through Disney's putting out these amazing Avengers movies, and we're getting these movies that I was not pleased to see. These X-Men movies that I was just distraught over. It was really easy for me to say, I'm not going to pay them money to continue to put out movies I don't like and depict characters in a way I don't like when Disney's doing a fantastic job with Avengers and other properties, right? Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> and so now that it's home, I hope, I hope for the best. You know, I will pay money to see the new mutants, whether... Whether they keep the movie that's been made, they reshoot the movie, or whether they scrap it and put out something new. I'll watch it. You know, I'm going to watch it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, we'll see. I mean, I'm glad I've gotten through the Demon Bear Saga before the movie was released. That was a goal of mine, and I've achieved that goal. So, kudos to me. Uh, as far as the movie, if it come, if they do end up releasing it in March, I'm going to do... I'll, I'll review the saga, uh, Demon Bear Saga again. We'll do one quick swipe through it. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to that. We'll see what happens. The ball is still in the air. Now, as far as next week, obviously next week is Christmas. And uh, I'm not going to have as much time to dedicate to the podcast. I still want to release an episode. I'm a big believer in staying consistent, having episodes consistently placed up. I want my viewers, any listeners that are out there that do listen to my podcast, I want them to be able to find it. I don't want them to go and look for it and then say, oh, it's not there and stop listening because I'm inconsistent. So consistency is a big deal for me. Therefore, I am going to put together a podcast for next week. It's going to be a special podcast. I'm going to interview... The artist who did the artwork for my uh, for my podcast cover picture, uh, the awesome uh, cover photo that or cover artwork that he created for the podcast. Uh, if you've been on Facebook, you've seen it. If you've been on my Twitter feed, you've seen it. If you use uh, certain, I'm pretty sure it shows up in most of the platforming devices that play podcasts that you can access my podcast through. Um, You've probably seen it. You're probably familiar with it. Uh, So I I would like to interview him, and he's he's agreed to do that. We'll see if we can get the technology to cooperate the way I need it to. Um, 
But yeah, he's he's going to give us a little. I'm just going to ask him some questions, see what he has to think about New Mutants. What do you, what do you you know talk a little bit about art, and see how that goes. And then I'm going to just do this quick uh, overview of what we've covered. A little bit of like maybe uh, backgrounds of characters if I've glossed over them too quickly, and really just kind of get us caught back up to where we're at, so that when we jump in the new year and we continue with Slumber Party. We'll all be on the same page. Uh, that's the plan. Uh, it, it'll hopefully be a fairly short episode. So, you know, I know that you'll all be busy with holiday stuff probably too. So, you know, if you've got some time, yeah, we'll, we'll be shooting for about 30 minutes to 45 minute uh, episode. So, yeah, next week, uh, kind of a Christmas special. Not really. But uh, don't expect we're not going to get into a slumber party, party next week. Uh We'll, we'll skip that and do that uh, in January. So, next week, special episode, we'll be interviewing Lee Margonaut, the artist of my cover, uh, cover artwork. So, until next week, you know, I encourage you, as always, keep reading those comics. James Explores the New Mutants is, as always, recorded in Iowa City, Iowa, and is produced by myself using the Anchor app. New episodes are published every Wednesday and can be found wherever podcasts are available. You can reach the podcast on Twitter at Explore New Mutant via email at ExploreTheNewMutants at gmail.com. Visual companions to episodes are available on Facebook and can be found by searching James Explores the New Mutants. A good way to contact the podcast is via the Anchor Messenger feature. It allows you, the listeners, to contact me by recording one-minute-long segments that I can then play directly in the episodes. It's a great way for you to get involved, and I highly encourage it. So, until next time, keep, listen, keep reading those comics.